Uh, yep, it's that time of year again. Gotta sit down in front of this mic, talk about how I suck at fantasy football, and 11 other fucking degenerates, fucking heathens. And you're the reason why I drink. How's it going, teat suckers? This is one half of the Ed and Tom show. I am your host for the evening, Tommy T, hitting you from my garage. So you might hear some echoes or a fridge running or some other bullshit going on in my house. But I just got myself comfortable here in the garage and decided I was going to kick off the seventh season of the FIB and of course we haven't been recording for that long but this is the season premiere and week one recap of season seven of the FIB oh my god what a hell of a draft we had uh we had a great time on teams uh Shoddy Schottenheimer and uh Powder the Grumpy Bear and Hodor made his way Hodor (laughs) <laughs> there we go. I should have just said Dale. Who oh, no. But anyway, with all of us and T Dog, can't forget about T Dog or whoever that guy is. We never call him that anyway. But anyway, great time. Everybody showed out. We had good food, good beverages, good talking. We did decide that pedophiles were more acceptable than uh, auto drafters, and then we recanted our statements for uh, legal reasons. But anyway, you guys get the drift. But <laughs> anyway, god damn, that draft was fun. It was real fun. I think I did all right until week one happened, but it, it's going to be, it's a, it's, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? It's a marathon, not a sprint. But how about those? How about how about those goddamn games this week? I'm just loving, loving the fact that the NFL season is underway. Uh, we didn't get no preseason games, which kind of sucks for us. But not, I guess, not for the players. But <coughs> Morty. But because of uh, COVID nineteen and five G uh, telephone service. Uh, where people are just dying left and right and fucking world's on fire world's on fire covid is killing people fucking uh, 5g is killing people our fucking pets heads are falling off but uh anyway the football season kicks off without a hitch see what i did there kicks off (laughs) And and it kicks off with uh, 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 Houston Texans and Kansas City Chiefs game. Uh, Two arguably two of the uh, faces of the NFL in at quarterback with uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, national champion quarterback Deshaun Watson that is, and then um, 
the half a billion dollar quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it, the game was meh. It was all right, but it was on. That's the big thing is it was on. We can be critical all we want. Yeah, it was kind of a boring game. But at first, it was, I mean, the first quarter and a half ends up being uh, 14 to 7 at, uh, what's it called? Halftime. Yeah. A little rusty. It's been a season. It's been a season. I haven't even warmed up at all. I've done zero podcasts over the, uh, over the off season. I'm hoping to get that change here, but probably not anytime soon with uh, somebody probably going to another different time zone. But uh, we'll talk about that later, I guess, maybe. But uh, anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but anyway, football's back, and uh, CEH looks good. CEH, for the most part, making me look like an idiot because I have been negative. I've been all. I don't want anything to do with CEH at his draft position, uh, average draft position, and it was expensive. And I did not want it. I was like, nah, this is unproven. He's an unproven rookie. Um, nobody was talking about Damian Williams in this light. And if Damian Williams didn't opt out because of COVID or whatever his reasons were, we wouldn't be talking about CEH like we are now. And we weren't talking about Damian Williams in this light, so we weren't going to pay first round for Damian Williams. But anyway, that's my opinion. That's my opinion. And apparently in the FIB, uh, if you have an opinion on things, you should probably just keep it to yourself, I guess, because uh, uh, apparently people don't want to bet on things and people don't want to uh, hear people's predictions, I guess, because that would be just be too fun, I guess, to get involved with uh, betting or, or just seeing how, how the cards, how the freaking cards fall. Let's see. I mean, Tom said this. Ed said this. Butter said that. Dale said this. Whatever. Oh, hey, you were right. You were wrong. Boy, you were fucking wrong. That's that's what I'm getting at. I was like, hey, hey, put your fucking words out there. Put yourself out there. Take a fucking chance. What are you going to do? Die because you fucking said the wrong thing? You're going to fucking get get a fucking tumor in your asshole because you fucking said uh, Russell Wilson's going to throw for 40 touchdowns and he doesn't? No, you're just wrong. And I'm going to make fun of you. Or I will win money from you, Dale. Because he won't throw for 40 touchdowns. (laughs) That is one of my board bets. And I have a board bet, I guess, with Butters. What did Butters say? What what was ours? Oh, ours was the CEH. CEH. Butters says that CEH, when the season's over, will be a top 10 fantasy running back in the Fantasy Island Boys League. Says he's going to be top 10. And I said, no, he will not. Hey, whoa. Um, No harm, no foul, but I guess I'm catching shit for it, and I'm not allowed to say it. Um, And then uh, just to prove a point, I put my money where my mouth was. I just don't think – I thought – I just said, hey, anybody. It's easy to say, no, one person won't do it. I picked a person. I picked a person. I put my words out there. I took a chance, and I said, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Joe Burrows? Yeah, Joe Burrows is low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging fruit. Could have said that easily. That's not taking a chance. And whatever. Uh, my, I re- my original statement was uh, CEH won't win it. And then I said, I think this guy will. And then, of course, the people who don't like to fucking take chances or fucking boring Eeyores, well, they jumped on the field. And just to just to sh- show I was going to put my money where my mouth is and not take a... Not, 
not uh, not be a man of my word. I took the bet, knowing full well I am going to probably, most likely, pay Brent twenty bucks because he has all the rookies except for one, and I took a specific one. Well, but I guess I'm an idiot. Yeah, I, I get it. I'm not stupid. I'm the, I am the way behind the eight ball here, but it's just come on, guys. Let's just fucking have some. Let's not give each other shit for it, but whatever. If you don't like it, fuck off. Um, anyway, yeah. So the Chiefs look fucking uh, like Super Bowl champions. They they beat the Texans, and the Texans did not look good. That um, was uh, thirty-four to twenty, and um, it was not as close as the score would show. Um, a lot of garbage time shit there. We have a, t- a touchdown by Deshaun Watson running one in and then throwing one to uh, Adkins, the tight end. And it's just, yeah, uh, it was uneventful. It was a boring second half. Basically, three quarters of football was boring. But like I said, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to complain because football is back. Football is back. Just going to brush over some of the, the notable games over from Thursday to last night. Monday, by the way, this is Tuesday. Um, the Rams looking good and put Dallas down. A controversial controversial uh, P.I. call or non-call, something like that. I think it was a controversial pass interference call. And the Rams win. Morning. Oh, by the way, I'm drinking uh, this this. Uh, this week is brought to you by uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon, 12 ounces, and it is the original Pabst Blue Ribbon beer, nature's choicest, 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 choicest products provide its prized flavor, prized flavor, who's winning awards for PBR, holy shit, it's just a basic beer, and <laughs> basic beer, anyway, Who's winning awards for it? Anyway, anyway, PBR brought to you by PBR. Eat a dick. Um, yeah, the Rams. Rams look good. Rams look real good, um, especially without Todd Gurley, where you think they might skip a skip a beat. And my man Robert Woods. Oh my God, he's not a pretty he's not a pretty pick, but uh, I love the guy. That that is the dude is money, and I don't say that a lot about a lot of USC. USC guys, but uh, that dude, money, blue chips, along with uh, Yaktown's uh, Cooper Cup. I like those guys. I like those guys a lot. Um, Las Vegas beats Carolina in a barn burner where a bunch of points, 34 to 30, and a bunch of yards and not much defense. So let's see where that goes. No surprise here. Buffalo beats the Jets closer than should have been and drew breezes beats a rusty uh what's it called rusty fucking uh what tampa tampa yeah tampa bay tom brady the guy looks fucking did not look good i mean he did at first but then it was like mm, no not so much not so much um, the Niners, oh boy, the Niners had zero wide receivers worth of shit, and Jimmy just had some throws get away from him. He was like, he was rushed or off time, and it, it didn't look good. But uh, I'm, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I would have liked to take this UFC or UFC, this NFC West game, 
home or put it in the wind column, but uh, uh, we'll get them next time in AZ for sure. Um, uh, Clippers. I always want to say the Clippers because LAC. Uh, the Chargers beat the Bengals. Bengals are who we thought they were. Uh, kind of a bullshit offensive pass interference call, which helped me out, but, it, I mean, because A.J. Green didn't score a touchdown. Um, but in in all, it wouldn't have mattered if he scored it or not. Uh, but I just didn't, I didn't like it a lot. Didn't like it a lot. Good catch by A.J., but they called him for pushing off. But, oh, well, Joe, oh, Joe Burrows looks like a rookie quarterback, but they had some sparks to him. Got some sparks to him. Um, Seattle. Uh, beats Atlanta, and um, the score does not, to me, doesn't show how badly or how much better the Seahawks are than the Falcons. Um, it was uh, Jamal Adams, no surprise. Jamal Adams is a goddamn man-child and was all over the place. And if he can keep that up for 16 more games, we might be looking at defensive player of the year. Um, oh, oh sh- sorry, guys. I did not mean to make a bold statement there. Uh, I apologize. I'll I'll wait till uh, I'll wait till week seventeen to make my uh, my uh, prediction there. Sorry, guys. I uh, didn't mean to. Yeah, Baltimore destroys Cleveland. Baker Mayfield looks like shit, uh, which means all his wide receivers look shitty. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Hmm, a little bit more of a timeshare than I would like being a Nick Chubb uh, manager, but oh well. But J.K. Dobbins, not a lot of carries, not a lot of carries, but he outscored uh, uh, old Mark Ingram in the fantasy column there. Uh, two touchdowns for the rookie and the guy that I boldly predicted to be the offensive rookie of the year. I apologize if that offends anybody. Um but no, I mean, just the the Browns look horrible, and the a lot of people are picking it. So not just me. Uh, I'm I Baltimore is gonna be some the A team in the AFC to be contended with because of that defense and that running offense, that rushing offense, I should say. But uh. Yeah, Cleveland's going to get better. Yes, they are. The Ravens are going to probably sustain. Um, but uh, I, I think there's going to be a regression. I mean, and this is low-hanging fruit as well. There's going to be a regression from uh, uh, Lamar Jackson. Truly do. Um, there's no way you can keep that pace for the, your whole career. But I also said I'm on record for saying that he's – not, he's just going to be an average Joe here in a couple years, if that, even if it's even if it is even a few years. But whatever, defenses are going to get smart to him. You, but you can't you can't you can't teach speed, and that's what Lamar Jackson has. So that's one thing that defenses will not be able to shut down unless they can contain him, or or he gets hurt and he can't can't run like he does. But oh well. <sighs> what's the next one here where are we at where are we at where are we at oh, oh yeah we did that talked about that oh ouch chicago and detroit the game nobody was watching unless you had fantasy implications or a fan of one of the teams playing here but the guy you gotta feel for and uh just give credit where credit is due 
Bob Menery has given DeAndre Swift the shitbag titty fuck award of the week was going to go to Steven Goskowski, the kicker for the Titans, but no, it went to DeAndre Swift. Guy drops an easy winning touchdown. Easy winning touchdown. And drops it. Just fucking drops it. He's done. Game over. The rookie is uh, is probably going to stick with him for a while, but hopefully he has a short memory and he's on to the next, and he, he's going to be better. I mean, there's no way there's no way a guy of his talent does not recover from that or just becomes better. But hopefully he doesn't have a kicker's mindset, and that shit sticks with you for games and weeks and weeks and weeks, and you get fucking Josh Gobied, or you get Cody Parkied, or you get Blair Walsh, or you get Steven Goskowskied. <laughs> as soon as the Monday night crew was calling him a hall of fame kicker, I was like, yeah, probably shouldn't say that. And then boom, missed fucking four kicks. Holy shit. God damn that. If you got one thing to do in the NFL and you're a kicker and you're missing easy ones, extra points and just not like stoinking them off the uprights, you're wide left, wide, right. There was one blocked, yes. There was one blocked. But he totally makes up for it and kicks as the game winner. Tennessee does well. Denver had some promising moments. That Noah Fant, man. Noah Fant looked really good. Really good. And so did uh, Jerry Judy on the def- uh, on the Denver side. I don't think that any of the running backs really... I mean, Melvin Gordon, f- for fantasy purposes there at the end of the game, caused the team to win or almost win, but uh, for the most part, Denver did not look like a very good running team. Um, Drew Locke looks, dare I say it, he looks very Blaine Gabbardish. Like, he's fucking antsy as fuck, he has a cannon arm, and he overthrows everybody. Yeah, very Blaine Gabbardish, but I think he's going to get a lot better. I like Drew Locke, but last night he looked like Blaine Gabbardish. If you don't know who he is, fucking Google him. Um, and coincidentally, they went to the same college. Uh, Drew Locke and uh, Blaine Gabbert, that is. Missouri. Ms. OU. Um, yeah, so and the Titans just, <sighs> their wide receivers look good. They just, they handed the ball, they threw the ball 40 fucking times, I think. 40 times. 40 fucking times and handed the ball off to King Henry handed the ball off to King Henry 31 fucking times 31 times and he couldn't get in the end zone once but I do like the volume I do like the volume he's going to accidentally fall in to the uh what's it called yeah he's going to accidentally fall into the end zone a few times I mean he's a fucking linebacker for a running back but yeah so yeah, 31 times, and let me look at this before I lie to you guys. Uh, Tannehill threw the ball 43 times, 43 times, and ran it three times. And Derrick Henry ran the ball 31 times for 116. And there was not one other running back who took a handoff. But I did like seeing uh, Jeremy McNichols in that backfield on third down for uh, for the Titans. 
brought up from the pro, uh, practice squad and an old Boise State running back. And if you watch the game last night, he's the dude who got his fucking head ripped off. Like legit, I thought he was gonna. I thought he was getting his neck broke, and his helmet gets ripped off, and he takes off running without his helmet. Yep, that's an old tough uh, Boise State running back. But I, I thought he was hurt big time because they turned that goddamn helmet. It was almost all the way around on his ass by the fucking ear hole. Holy shit, that was bad. But anyway, good to see Boise State guys doing good that are not on the Cowboys squad, which is not very many of them. (laughs) Pittsburgh looks like Pittsburgh. Giants look frustrating as fuck. The Washington what-the-fuck football team beats Philly. And Philly was the heavy favor. God, that was crazy. Cam looks really fucking good. Or at least he did against Miami. So let's not get crazy. It was Miami. And this game. Green Bay versus Minnesota. Holy shit, Aaron Rodgers. Jesus. Don't hurt him. I mean, it was a barn burner, 43 to 34. But uh, the, uh, the, closest, the score shows it's a lot closer than it actually was. Green Bay dominated that entire game. So... I didn't watch it per se, all of it, but it was on red zone and it just, you just smelled Aaron Rodgers' dominance all over that damn thing. Minshew Magic, underdogs, beat the Indianapolis Colts, who were predicted to win that, I think, by double digits or at least seven. But uh, yeah, so that, I think that's all the games, man. That was all the NFL games. Um, I just like talking about it. It'd be nice if there was somebody here to my right or left or on a phone or somebody to bullshit with about these games. But uh, we might have Powder in next week. Powder said that he may be available next week, but uh, we shall see. Um, If not, I'll keep doing this thing because, you know what, I fucking love it. And if you don't like it, don't fucking listen. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah. And by the way, uh, a little uh, house cleaning here. I did... uh, I wanted, regardless of the um, March Madness poll that did not happen last year, I was going to buy everybody shirts, and that's why in the offseason I asked for everyone's sizes and favorite colors, and I decided what name was going to go on the back of your, your shirt. So all 12 FIB managers have an Fantasy Island Boys t-shirt. You may have saw uh T-Dog and myself wearing our shirts during the draft. Uh, So that's just a preview. All the colors are different for whatever color you said you wanted. This is the one you got. I didn't pull the wool over anybody's eyes and do something, pick a color or a size that was not theirs. But I am not going to fucking mail them to you. You come to me or the next time our paths cross or whatever, I will make sure I will give it to you. And with that being said, the commissioner's belt, the belt that was unveiled last year at the draft, I still need to get it engraved for the most part, but it, it, is, it will be called the commissioner's belt, and that is what everybody will play for year to year. Um, it'll be yours for the year. Right now, it is Jake's, uh, but uh, once, I get it, once I get it engraved, it will uh, somehow, one way or another, this this year, I will make it to Yakima 
I just have to. I, I miss I miss hanging out with B Lover. I miss I miss seeing Hefe and Jakey Poo. I, I I've got to get with you guys sometime this year. It's been way too long. I'm having withdrawals of your man musks, all three of you, and uh, I need to impregnate my presence on yourself. If those words go together, I hope so. Anyway, someone's getting pregnant. I think. Um, <laughs> but no, I will, whether it's a UFC fight or a long weekend or something, I'm going to come up there with social distance or something. And Brett's going to buy the fights. I, I, I or not Brett. <laughs> B lover is going to get the fights. I'd put his name out there and, and I'll, I'll throw some money at him and we'll, we'll bet on the fights. We gotta, we gotta do something or just hang out for a weekend. And I will bring your guys' shirts to you. Oh, also, uh, Jakey Poo, I got uh, uh, one of your Carhartt hoodies from last season. Somehow it made it into my truck when we left, when Chano and Alyssa and I left uh, last year. Uh, one of your hoodies made it in the back of my truck somehow. But I still have it. Uh, no worries there. Oh, speaking of hoodies, apparently I'm a hoodie thief or a hoodie magnet because uh, uh, Schottenheimer left his uh kuat uh hoodie here with Smokey the bear on it um uh that one may not make it back to him that might be mine but uh anyway let's get let's 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 get into the real reason why you guys are listening to my idiotic mouth and now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation Morty! Oh, God. I forgot how burpy PBR makes me. But anyway, so let's get this fucking debacle out the way. Oh. There it goes again. Ed changing his fucking team name all the time, but whatever. All right, let's get into this one. Piece of shit. Yaktown's Finest picks up a win against the Untouchables. Yaktown's Finest benefited from 23 points from Deshaun Watson, 253 passing yards, 27 rushing yards, one passing touchdown, one interception, and one rushing touchdown, and 19 from Clyde Edwards-Elaire, 138 on the ground, and one TD to beat the Untouchables 120-100. to Yaktown's Finest took a 62-point lead on Thursday and never looked back. Yaktown's Finest has been on fire in this matchup as of late, winning four straight against the Untouchables. <sighs> the Untouchables' second-round draft pick, Odell Beckham Jr., had a terrible game, getting 3.7 points this week. Yaktown's Finest kicks off the season in fourth place while Untouchables debuts in 11th. At least I'm not 12th. The Untouchables had one player that left points on the field despite being targeted 10 times. Odell Beckham could only manage three catches. The volume is there, guys. It'll, it'll come. Yaktown's Finest squares off against Freaks and Zeke in Week 2, while the Untouchables matches up against Hail Mary Jane. He still hasn't changed his Mary, so it's like, um, just take an R out, Chano, because you got Hail Marrying Jane. Just, just take the R out. 
I'm going to always say that till you fix it. Anyway. <laughs> so, yes. Oh, man. I th- after after uh, Thursday night, it had 60-something points up on me. 60 to nothing because I had nobody pay- playing on Thursday. He, he had a cushion from Deshaun Watson, CEH, and uh, I thought there was a third one in there. Oh, David Johnson. David Johnson. So David Johnson, for a little bit, looked like David Johnson of old. Um, 18 points from him. CEH, 19. And Deshaun Watson kind of underscores, kind of does not get his really his average. I'm not sure what his average, but 23 points does not sound like a normal Deshaun Watson. Um, John Brown, Smokey Brown, does all right. Yeah, they're in Buffalo. Does all right. Uh, DJ Moore, seven points from him. Jared Cook, 10 points. He's always going to, any tight end, any tight end in New Orleans is going to be money. Um, just didn't think he was going to get 10 fucking points. AJ Green gets seven. His first game in fucking almost 600 days or some shit like that. It was uh, nice to see him out on the field. Uh, hoping to watch a better game with him this year. I didn't. I had it planned, but I didn't watch it all. Um, because it was the same time the Niners game was on, but uh, had it on, so I get to see him. He looked pretty good. He looked good, even pushing off in the end zone for a touchdown catch that was negated, but uh, it looked all right. Matt Prater gets 12. Detroit. So my my uh, my waiver wire defense in the kicker realm did not pay off for me because uh, Matt Prater scored four more points than uh, my kicker Rodrigo Blankenship, the rookie uh, kicker out of Georgia that is kicking for Indianapolis. The guy who has taken Adam Vinatieri's spot. Did anyone know that Adam Vinatieri retired? Because uh, I didn't. I think it would be a bigger deal. Maybe it did. Maybe I just didn't fucking give a shit at the time. And Philly, woo-wee, Philly only got him four and a half points, so that was garbage. Good job, Ed. Um, I didn't think they're uh, there for a little bit. I didn't think I was going to break 100, but uh, thanks to Derrick Henry, he pushes me over the edge. Um, for the majority of the day, Sunday, I... I was sucking big time. Like nobody on my team, nobody on my team except for uh, my kicker. Just not, and that's not a defense. My kicker was flirting with scoring double digits at eight points even. Not one of my skill players got me over six points except for Sunday night. Robert Woods gives me almost 15, 14.9. And then Derek comes in, Derek Henry, gets me 14.6, which puts me over 100. So I needed 33.71 points from Derek Henry to beat Ed. And, uh, of course, I'm not. But my superstar, and I, I went, I was, my, was uh, either go early for Deshaun Watson, and he was off the board when I was targeted, and then I knew I was going to wait, 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 and then in the eighth round, I was going to take Josh Allen if he was on the board. So that worked out for me. Um, he's not a popular pick, but the dude extends plays. He makes plays with his legs, and he scored me 34.18 points, and I do believe that makes him the number three QB so far in the league. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, it is 
a marathon, not a sprint. Marathon, not a sprint. But uh, so Ed gets the best of me. So far, I mean, I, I, I don't remember the last time I beat Ed. So I, I think it has been two years since I beat Ed's and uh, that'll be toward that'll be at the end of the year this year where I where I beat him. Yes, Russell Wilson is the number ba- number one quarterback. Aaron Rodgers number two, Jared Allen number three, with uh, Lamar Jackson in tow. And guess nobody would ever guess the number five quarterback in the FIB, Mitchell Trubisky. You better jump on him. You better jump on him. He's on the waiver wire. Nobody's got him. Go. Who's gonna Who's gonna take that Who's gonna take that risk? I mean, he's number five. That's not a risk, is it? Not bold, is it? Uh, difference makers in this game: Josh Allen for the for the uh, untouchables and Deshaun Watson. Those were our difference makers. I would say that it was probably. Um, David Johnson and CEH, a toss-up between them, because I don't think CEH was projected to score almost 20 fucking points. I mean, a lot of people thought he was, but, I mean, projections-wise, I don't. I think he overshot his uh, projections. So I would have said CEH or David Johnson. But, oh, well, that's why those guys get paid to do this, and I make dick. All right, next matchup. Next matchup. All right. We'll talk about this game. Uh, our reigning champion, our reigning champion, Jakey Poo, the pink eye slayers goes up against Hoey and Schottenheimer's kids. And this is actually gets a lot closer than it, uh, it was. It, it got real fucking close. And Melvin Gordon almost put him over the edge, almost put him over the edge. Only needed like, only needed like, uh, Another touchdown or 50 more yards, and he would have won. 50 yards is a lot to ask out of If Towards the end, he needed 50 more yards to beat him. But anyway, here's the recap. The Pink Eye Slayers grinds out victory against Schottenheimer's kids. The Pink Eye Slayers picked up 33 points from Lamar Jackson, 275 passing, 45 on the ground, and three TDs. And 20 from Julio Jones, 157 through the air to sneak by Schottenheimer's kids, 118 to 114. The Pink Eye Slayers met expectations and put up 2.2% more points than projected. Schottenheimer's kids got 97% of a projected 117. Schottenheimer's kids was led by Calvin Ridley, 29 points, 130 and two TDs. And Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, who scored 26 points, 211 through the air, and three touchdowns. The Pink Eye Slayers kicks off the campaign in fifth place, while Shoddy opens in ninth. In week two, the Pink Eye Slayers gets Hawkamaniac, while Schottenheimer's Kids gets the Silent Killers. Boom, shakalaka. All right, man, that was... It ended up being a, a nail-biter there. A lot closer than me and Ed's uh, matchup. But uh, Lamar Jackson, like they said, goes for 33.5. Aaron Jones, 15. David Montgomery, ugh, taking a chance on a bear running back. 
who fucking basically did the splits a few days or a few weeks ago and they thought his groin was torn in half. But anyway, almost eight points from David Montgomery. Julio goes off at 2020, perfect vision. Uh, DJ Chark gets in the end zone and scores him pretty, without that touchdown, it would have been dick, but it got him 10 points even. Tyler Higby, five and a half. James Robinson, nine and a half. The, the, uh, Jacksonville running back Harrison Butker gets in an even 10 god damn it and the Niners defense have a piss poor showing I mean they did all right for the most part but could not contain Kyler Murray um, they were blitzing when they were supposed to or just could not contain him for the most part uh, 100 rushing yards given up to Kyler Murray or given up by the defense for Car- uh, Kyler Murray 5.8 points for for uh, Pink Eye Slayers, and it's 118 on the dot. Good job, P- uh, Jakey Poo. Patrick Mahomes almost gets 27. Melvin Gordon was the workhorse for this team towards the end, trying to push him up over the edge, but could not do it. Austin Eckler, mm, not worried about him yet. Uh, not worried about him, but 9.2 points from a starting running back. Not good. That's like. That's more than Chubb got me. But anyway, Calvin Ridley goes off. It was awesome. I love Calvin Ridley. There's something about something about uh, Alabama wide receivers that are just really good. Just really good. Um, so just to say, I was like, how many – off the top of my head, uh, Julio, Calvin Ridley, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, um, but, 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 but there's got to be another one. There's got to be another one. I can't think. Oh, Amari um, Cooper. Five guys in the NFL right now that are are doing it. Fucking doing it, man. And all of them, wide receivers. That Roll Tide. Hunter Renfro does dick. 3.1. Darren Waller does, yeah, it's all right. Seven and a half. Average. Julian. Julian Edelman gets uh, ten and a half. Yeah. I mean, that's more than I thought he would get, but it was Miami. Jake Elliott, five points, and the Patriots, eight points. So uh, congratulations, Jakey Poo, for doing all what we thought you would and beat Schottenheimer's kids. Difference makers, Lamar Jackson for Pink Eye Slayers and Calvin Ridley for Schottenheimer's kids. Yeah, I think that pretty much nailed it, other than it should have been, eh, no, Lamar Jackson was probably his stud. So, yep. No, no, uh, what's up with all these seltzers, guys? Sorry, getting the out the outline around the recaps is uh, Bud Light Platinum Seltzers. Just fucking, I tasted one, I think it was a uh, a Natty Light Seltzer. <laughs> so, probably, well, either way, a fucking seltzer is a seltzer, I guess, but it just tastes like fucking TV static. If you ask me, TV static. Didn't like him. Anyway, so on to the next matchup. Dale goes up against Powder. Hawkamaniacs versus Silent Killers. And here is that recap. Hawkamaniac wins against Silent Killers. Yep, that's the best headline NFL.com could come up with. Hawkamaniac wins against Silent Killers. 
All right. A rally on both Sunday night football and Monday night football wasn't enough for silent killers. They had 31 points on Sunday night and 19 on Monday night, combining to be 44% of their total score. But Hawkamaniac still got the 124 to 116 victory. Hawkamaniac was led by Russell Wilson this week, 32 or 32D fruity, 322 through the air, 29 on the ground, and four motherfucking TDs. Wilson passed for four touchdowns and contributed to 39 points to the cause. Christian McCaffrey also chipped in 26 points on two TDs, 96 on the ground, 38 through the air, and two TDs. Hawkamaniac starts the season in third place, while Silent Killers debuts in eighth. There was one starter on Hawkamaniac that failed to capitalize on opportunities. Despite being targeted nine times, T.Y. Hilton could manage just four catches. There are a couple of spots where Silent Killers is really kicking themselves, as Raheem Mostert could have started in place of James Conner and D.K. Metcalf in place of Michael Gallup. Either of those point differentials would have been enough to earn the win. Ouch! Salt on the proverbial wound... Oh, boy. Next week, Hawkamaniac gets the pink eyes slayers while Silent Killers faces Schottenheimer's kids. Wow. Powder and Hoey. Powder and Hoey. And then Hawkamaniac Dale and Jakey Poo are going at it. Undefeated one versus one. Let's see how that goes out. Because, uh. We all know how Dale drafts a second uh, second half team, but he admittedly told me this year that he was trying to do something else. But uh, let's see what let's see what let's see what Dale does with uh, Michael Thomas out of his lineup for a few weeks. Dude has a bum ankle, and he wouldn't let anybody look at it on the sidelines. Like, no, my ankle, you can't look at it. You know it's hurt. I know it's hurt. We're gonna talk about this later. Um, Michael Thomas, not in the lineup for the next few weeks. Not on IR yet. He's not on IR uh, as of me recording this podcast. But uh, so Dale had the cojones to start Tariq Cohen. And I mean, other than Russell Wilson, Christian McCaffrey, and Michael Thomas, everybody, oh, and Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, I think, is going to be flirting with number one tight end this year. Um, I, other than that, it, it, Dale's team doesn't oh, fucking no. scare me. But those three dudes can win your win a league when healthy. Those three dudes will win you your league. Michael Thomas, CMC, and they let Russ cook. Um, on the other hand, Powder, <laughs> Morty, Powder, with the number one overall pick in the FIB draft season seven, James Conner, <laughs> which he totally admitted he didn't realize, uh, that, uh, he was a number one overall pick or he didn't realize he was a first round pick when he uh, set him as a keeper. He was looking at ADP for this year and not last year. So James Cutter only gets him 2.7 points and I think he's hurt. I think he's hurt. I didn't watch a lot of that game yesterday. I was pretty busy, but uh, James Conner hurt. 
But I did watch the the last game, all of it. It was pretty dope. Um, Dak Prescott, pedestrian. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, almost 12 points from the rookie. Um, but Marlon Mack, Marlon Mack getting hurt is probably going to open the floodgates to either Naheem Hines, God bless me, to or Jonathan Taylor Thomas uh, from Tool Time, um, or not Tool Time, Home Improvement. Um, yeah, Home Improvement. Jonathan Taylor Thomas uh, from Home Improvement is probably going to get a huge workload put on his shoulders if uh, Naheem Hines, <coughs> God bless me, uh doesn't get the starting nod, but he probably will because he's the veteran and they don't want to put the rookie to the fire too much. But Jonathan Taylor will be the dude in Indy. It's just a matter of time. I don't know if that's bold or not. If it is, I apologize. Adam fucking Thielen gets 28 points. Good God. Michael Gallup, pedestrian. Noah Fant went off 16.6 for the tight end. Absolutely amazing. Will Fuller, the number one running, or excuse me, wide receiver in Houston, 15.2, and Will Lutz, 10 points. I need to get me one of them 10-point kickers. And then the Rams, whatever. But, so I mean, he doesn't have a bad squad, Powder, that is. He doesn't have a horrible squad. Like you said, he had the winning, he had the winning, uh, what's it called? He had the winning formula. He just made bad decision. You put, you put uh, Raheem Mostert in place of, James Conner, you win. You put uh, some other wide receiver he had. Uh, what was it? What, 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 what? Oh, uh, DK Metcalf. You put Metcalf in instead of Gallup, you win. But, oh, well. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, woulda, uh, Difference makers. No no surprise here for Hockamaniac, uh, Russell, the Cook Wilson, and Adam Thielen for Powder. So uh, congratulations, Dale, on your week one victory. Uh, Let's see if you can uh, see what you do without uh, Michael Thomas. Very curious. All right, on to the next. The highest scoring team in the FIB beats B-Lover and Kyler Reeks. T-Dog, my son, Tyler, puts up the... Highest point total for the week right now. And if we were paying out bonuses, which we're not, he would be the the placard, the, the placeholder right now. Oh boy, let's see what let's see what they got for a, a headline here. End zone maniac picks up win against Kyler Reeks. Man, it's like they're not even trying anymore. Anyway, end zone maniacs got past Kyler Reeks 149 to 111 and got the highest score this week. This win was revenge for a loss to be lover in their last meeting a season ago. Tom Brady led Kyler Reeks with 26 points, 239 through the air, two passing TDs, and two picky ickies, but he also had a rushing TD. While Alvin Kamara racked up 21 points, 16 on the ground, 51 through the air, one receiving touchdown, and one rushing touchdown. Kyler Reek's fifth-round pick, Antonio Gibson, would have been better off on the bench getting 5.4 points this week. And Zone Maniac starts off the campaign in first place. 
Kyler Reeks debuts in 10th, right above me. I'm coming for you, B-Lover. I'm coming for you. I want that 10th place. There was one starter on Kyler Reeks' team that failed to capitalize on opportunities, despite being targeted seven times. Ouch, my Zach Ertz could manage only three catches. Next week, Enzo Maniac plays El Jefe, while Tyler, or excuse me, Kyler Reeks matches up with Fantasy John. Should be a good matchup there. Both those should be a good matchup. I, I was talking shit about Jefe, but uh, I, think, I think he's going to be all right. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, like we already talked about Tom Brady and Alvin Kamara and their points. Alvin Gibson, a bold move by B. Lover putting in the rookie running back in Washington. Uh, but doesn't score a lot. 5.4. Amari Cooper does Amari Cooper things and gets just over 13. And coincidentally, Tyreek Hill gets exactly the same point, 13.1. Zach Ertz still gets in the end zone. So touchdown dependent Zach Ertz right now, 9.3 points. James White scores more than Antonio Gibson in his in his uh Flex position, 6.7. Ryan second for five. Buffalo Bills get that 11 points. Pretty good points. Not as much as uh, Tyler's uh, T-Dog's defense in New Orleans Saints got him 15 and almost 15 and a half. Youngway Koo got uh, nine points. Marquise Hollywood Brown almost 13. George Kittle, man. Only 7.3, but that was all in one half of football because he didn't catch the ball one time, well, maybe once in the second half. But uh, he hyperextends his knee that he lost, uh, that he uh, hurt last year, um, missed a couple games because of it. And uh, the jury is still out right now to figure out if he's going to play next week, but it did not look good. Very surprised that he actually came back in the game. Uh, Tyler and Juju Smith-Schuster, the young kid goes off and he loves him some Big Ben. And it's very evident um, that him and Big Ben have some chemistry because last year Juju was my number one overall, or not, not overall, but my number one pick last year in the draft and I traded him away. I think by week four or five because he was you not he was not startable not startable because Mason Rudolph and whoever else was playing quarterback then Devontae fucking Adams third almost thirty five points good God please hammer don't hurt him uh, Chris Carson oh Chris Carson looked really good if he can stay healthy and I th- feel like that. I feel like if you're going to say Chris Carson's name, you got to put if he can stay healthy in front of it. If you're going if anybody says if he can stay healthy, I would say one of the first names in my head is going to be Chris Carson. It used to be like Jordan Reed and or uh, RG3 or some shit like that. If he can stay healthy, Who's the first guy? Who's the first name that comes to your head? FIB managers. When somebody says, if he can stay healthy and and then say something positive about him, who's the first guy that comes to your mind? Nope, 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 not everybody at once. Raise your hand. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, Chris Carson is that guy for me because 
you see it there. The talent's there. And Sunday, he looked fucking great. He caught, I think he, I, I don't know. It could be, he could have been flirting with this career high with receptions um, last Sunday. I, I don't know. I, I'm just talking, I'm just speaking of somebody who has watched a lot of NFC West football and Chris Carson catching as many balls as he did. I thought, I was like, man, this has got to be close to, if not a career high for receptions in a game. But anyway. Matthew Stafford for T-Dog, not even 20 points, so probably some work there, but he's not like it mattered because he put up 149.34. Good on you, Tyler. Um, Tom Brady is the difference maker for Kyler Reeks and Devontae Adams for End Zone Maniacs. Uh, Good job. First place and 10th place right there now. On to the next. We got... Fantasy John and El Jefe. <laughs> you got to be fucking shitting me, NFL.com. All right. You guys ready for this? Uh, had to stretch out for this one <clears throat> for the headline here. <sighs> Fantasy John beats El Jefe. Riveting. It's fucking riveting. This week, second and third highest scoring teams met in a shootout as Fantasy John took down El Jefe 145-129. to The tough loss puts El Jefe in seventh place to start the year. Fantasy John has to, look how, has to like how their season has opened up as they begin in second. Fourth round draft pick Cooper Cup was unimpressive for El Jefe, putting up only six points. Aaron Rodgers, 364 through the air and four TDs, got the second highest point total of the week, only behind Russell Wilson. And DeAndre Hopkins scored 22 points to lead Fantasy John. El Jefe was led by Josh Jacobs, 93 on the ground, 46 through the air, and a hat trick of TDs, who got 33.9 points. And Dallas Goddard, 101 in a TD, who finished with 20 points. That pair topped the scoring projections by 126.9% and 100% respectively. That is uh, ridiculous, if you ask me. 326.9% uh, two players have fucking destroyed their floor. Oh, man. Or projected ceiling, I should say. Uh, in week two, Fantasy John plays Kyler Reeks while Ev Hefe gets end zone maniacs. So Hefe goes into seventh and gets number one end zone maniacs. And number two plays number ten. Should be pretty good. I'll be pulling for I'll be pulling for uh, uh, fantasy John there only because I, I I need to get out of the eleventh. I need to get out of the close to the basement. And uh, so fantasy John, we talked about Aaron Rodgers. We talked about DeAndre or uh, uh, no, that's all we talked about on his team. His keepers, Dalvin Cook and Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey gets him fourteen even. In a pretty good showing there on Thursday Night Football. And Dalvin Cook, who just got paid almost 23 or almost 22 points. Aaron Rodgers, almost 40. And it's kind of like a fuck you season, I think, for Aaron Rodgers. One, the front office drafts, uh, what's his fucking face? Uh, Jordan Love, 
out of Utah State, right? Either BYU or Utah State. I think it was Utah State. Um, and he's like, you know what? I'm fucking. And all the fantasy guys are saying, oh, he's gonna be shit because last year, McFlur McFlurry, McFlur Lafleur, Marty McFly, whatever the head coach's name there is. Um, it's like, no, we're gonna be a running team. We're gonna be a running team. And Aaron Rodgers is on a leash. They were one game away from the Super Bowl, and Aaron Rodgers probably had one of the worst fantasy or NFL statistic seasons of his career. But they almost went to the Super Bowl. Almost went to the Super Bowl. And then he's like, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck you. Game dictates that I am going to destroy our interdivision Vikings opponent. And he did. He did. So I think Aaron Rodgers is on a you're gonna be on a tear this year. I was not willing to draft him where he was going. It just seemed kind of expensive for me, but I feel I probably should have went for him early. But oh well, hindsight. Hindsight. Sony Michelle, 9.7 points. And here, DeAndre Hopkins, Fantasy John. My dilemma pre-draft was do I keep DeAndre Hopkins? As a number one draft pick in a brand new offense in a different conference to the shortest quarterback in the league, probably ever. Maybe, I don't know. Speaking out my ass there. But 5'10", and I think that's a, that's a, they're giving him some credit there. They might have let him put the Herman Munster shoes on for that. But uh, DeAndre Hopkins has a career day in catches. Career high catches. I think it was like 14 catches. Seven points just in catches for DeAndre Hopkins in the FIB. So, uh, and my Nick Chubb barely got me five points. So, one week. That's just one week. But that was, I wanted to go running back. I wanted to keep, I wanted to have on paper two top 10 running backs on my league, on my team. And with the amount of wide receivers, wide receivers being so deep this year for fantasy that I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll put DeAndre Hopkins back in the pool knowing full well, he was not going to make it back to me in the second round, but I felt the risk of losing him or the reward of losing him and keeping two top 10 running backs was going to pay off. And then with Chubb and the possibility of being a running back by committee with Kareem Hunt, there was that, there was that as well. So like that's what I punted back and forth daily in my mind. And I stuck with my guts and went running back, running back for my keepers. So we'll see where this goes. We'll see where this goes for me. And then I took on uh, OBJ in the second round. And hopefully, hopefully that pans out. Maybe a trade, maybe a trade to a contender. Maybe the, if the Niners had any money, I don't think they can afford them. Send them to fucking San Francisco. I don't know if we want that headache, but fuck. The Niners did just sign Mohamed Sanu probably two hours ago, which we kind of saw it on the wall. If, you, if you're a Niners fan or you listen to any of the, uh, the comp, uh, press conferences, Mohamed Sanu has been on the 49ers radar for a while. And uh, it's no secret that um, Kyle Shanahan loves him some Sanu. Um, I just hope he is old. He's not as old as 
what's his face we had last year, Emmanuel Sanders. He's not as old as him, two years younger. But I think his body is older than Emmanuel Sanders. Not putting them in the same skill set. I do believe Emmanuel Sanders is a better wide receiver than Mohamed Sanu. But we need anybody. Anybody. Good God. Anybody. Sorry I went on that tangent, but uh, yeah. So DeAndre Hopkins, good job, uh, Fantasy John, for getting that dropped in your lap. Oh, boy. And uh, Ravens defense, 15.6. Well, when, you play the Ra- when you play the Browns, when you play the Browns, your defense is probably going to score a lot. Just ask the entire NFL last year. <laughs> El Jefe, 18 points from Drew Brees. And he still almost won. Well, not almost, but it was a nail-biter there for a while. Kenyon Drake does all right against the Niners. He's like, the Niners are his spinach. If Popeye Popeye had his spinach, it would be Kenyon Drake and the 49, uh, 49ers. His Ken, uh, 49ers are Kenyon Drake's spinach. But 13.5, not bad. Uh, better than better than half of my running backs, or Joe Mixon, all right. Tyler Lockett is a cheat code. He's just a fucking cheat code. He does all right. 13.2. Dallas Goddard, probably the pick of the day for uh, El Jefe, getting 20.1 in that two-headed monster and tight ends in Philly with Dallas Goddard and uh, my Zach Ertz. Um, I do feel that Zach Ertz will be the guy for the rest of the year to have, but... It was nice seeing that young guy, Dallas Goddard, uh, do well. 100-plus yards and a touchdown. Um, Did all right. Uh, Josh Jacobs was the guy I was hoping would land back to me if I didn't. Or actually, Josh Jacobs was a guy I had targeted if I didn't keep anybody in the first round. I wanted fucking Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs or bust. And it didn't happen. I mean, Nick Chubb basically was like, I can't give up Nick Chubb. So Nick Chubb was the reason why I couldn't get Josh Jacobs. If it would have fell down to me. Maybe not, whatever. Justin Tucker, perennial fucking monster when it comes to fantasy football. Does well. And Kansas City Chiefs, 8.9 points for El Jefe. The difference makers here. Aaron Rodgers for fantasy. John and Josh motherfucking hat trick Jacobs 33.9 pretty good guys pretty good all right the last the last matchup of the week one and we were all doing so well in the benchmark that I say probably every week when sitting in front of a microphone here if you're in the FIB and you don't score 100 points, you're most likely going to lose. Now, last year, there was a lot of that proving me wrong because a lot of people were not scoring 100 and their opponents were not scoring 100. So that was that was a thing. But uh, Chano was leading Freaks and Zeeks for a very long time, but he doesn't score 100 points, and, and Butters barely squeaks one out. Barely squeaks in out, and it's because of A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown pushes him over the edge to beat him. So here we go. Here, now, here, here we go, NFL.com. This is a headline. 
Freaks and Zeke wins comeback nail-biter over Hail Mary Jane. Freaks and Zeke was clutch under the lights with 26 points on Sunday night football and 43 on Monday night, a combined 69% of their total score to slip by Hail Mary Jane 101-99. to Freaks and Zeke was led by Big Ben this week, 229 through the air and three motherfucking TDs. Roethlisberger passed for three touchdowns and added 28 points in the matchup. Zeke Feed Me Elliott also pitched in with 26 points on two touchdowns. That's 96 on the ground, 31 through the air, one rushing, one receiving. Uh, touchdown, that is. Freaks and Zeke kicks off the season in sixth place while Harry Mary Jane opens in the cellar. Our brown clown is in the grumpy bear slot right now. There was a player on both teams that had plenty of chances but left points out on the field. On the winning side, Mark Ingram got 10 touches but only tallied 29 yards while Saquon Barkley managed just 26 on 21 touch or excuse me, 66 on 21 touches. 66 on 21 touches. Holy shit. You know what that tells me? Giants aren't very good, but Saquon is and guess what? Pittsburgh's front seven. Pittsburgh's front seven is probably going to rank in the top one, two, maybe three in the entire league this year in NFL standards or scoring or whatever. However, not not fantasy. Just they're going to be top three, top uh, front seven dudes in the NFL. I I honestly believe that they they looked fucking hungry. They looked disgusting, and they had blood in they they weren't they were out for blood yesterday, and they looked really good. Next week, Freaks and Zeke gets Yaktown's finest, while Hair Mary Jane faces the Untouchables. Ooh wee! Number twelve going against number eleven. <laughs> oh shit! God, I'm nervous. Anyway. So Chano starts Matty Ice, who almost gets him 30 points. Todd Gurley does all right, almost 13. Saquon Barkley will score more points next week. He has to. He has to. It's Saquon. Brashard Perryman, 3.2 points. That's a jet receiver. Chris Godwin, 10.9. I think he'll do better as it comes out. Hunter Henry, 9.8. I think that's probably going to be right around where Hunter Henry scores every week unless he gets a touchdown here or there. I mean, I think he – I don't know if he got a touchdown. He probably did get a touchdown. But uh, either way, uh, does all right. Hunter Henry, not, not bad. If it, He's another guy. If he stays healthy. Hunter, Hunter Henry is another one of those guys where when you say that, he could potentially be that guy. Just like Carson Wentz. If he stays healthy. Yeah, Carson Wentz, Chris Carson, and Hunter Henry. Um, and kill Harry. Bleh. Robbie Gold, 10 points. He's in the 10-point kicker club. 10-point kickers. And then Pittsburgh, almost nine points. Almost nine points. Butters, how did you barely get 100 points? I can't talk because uh, you, you would have beat me. You would have beat me by a point, almost a full point. Not a full point, but you would have beat me. Uh, Big Ben, 28 points. Mark Ingram, 2.9. 2.9 out of Mark Ingram. When you split carries with a rookie, 
J.K. Dobbins, who gets two vultures, two touchdowns on the ground. You don't like that as a Mark Ingram owner. But Butters has 15 running backs on his roster. So uh, I think one of them might pan out. Zeke, there he is right there, 26.2 points. Keenan Allen, the dude just got paid, and he didn't do anything. 5.7, that's not a lot. A.J. Brown looked good, but it was the Chris, or excuse me, it was the Davis, Corey Davis show. It was the Corey Davis show last night, not the A.J. Brown show like everyone thought it was going to be. It was going to be A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry. That was it. Nope. It was Corey Davis. He's about three years too late. Everyone thought he was going to be that dude three years ago, but Corey Davis did very well for himself. Uh, A.J. Brown still, I think, the dude you want to have in Tennessee in the wide receiver. Chris Herndon, eh, he's all right. Had a fucking disgusting-ass fumble. That was funny. He got fucking stripped after a catch, and it looked like he had no clue what happened. Um, And then... One of his 15 running backs, Butters, that is, Boston Scott. He starts him in the flex, the rookie. I think he's a rookie or, or a sophomore this year um, in the NFL. Six and a half, almost six and a half. Chris Boswell, not quite a 10-point kicker club. And then uh, the Chargers, just over 11 points. So without A.J. Brown's 6.4 points, Butters loses to Chano. So, any given sun, any given week, I can't really just say Sunday, but that was a Monday night game. Nail biter. Thank you guys for keeping it interesting because I couldn't. And uh, you too, um, Shotty, Schottenheimer. You almost, you almost, you you guys kept it close. Um, Shotty and. Um, Chano, or not Chano, you didn't have a, you you just had to hold, you were just holding, uh, but Butters, Butters and, and uh, Joey, you guys made it exciting, you made it exciting for the end of the FIB's week one of season seven, it was awesome, good job guys, Mayo, uh, Matt Ryan was uh, Chano's, or Hail Mary Jane's uh, difference maker, as was Ben Roethlisberger for Freaks and Zeke. So uh, good job, guys. And this would be the part where I go into the bonuses and all that shit. But I can tell you, uh, I'll, I'll just we'll go into the top five um, of each position, fantasy scoring wise in the FIB, just to have something else to talk about. Um, Russell Wilson, number one. Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> Kyler Murray was right behind him. Oh, not even a full point. Um, not even a full point behind him. That would have made more sense. But uh, yeah, Mitch Trubisky making a top five probably for once in his life. Uh, running backs. I'm going to go reverse order five through zero. Well, we'll do we'll do ten for running backs. Uh, Ceh at number ten. Alvin Kamara at nine, Dalvin Cook at eight, Carson, Chris Carson at seven, Raheem Mostert at six, Naheem Hines, God bless me, it's five, Malcolm Brown at four, Zeke Elliott at three, number two is CMC, and number one is Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs, yeah, he was a... Uh, 
I almost went all in on him, but I could not give up a top 10 running back. I just, that was too much of a risk because I didn't know if Josh Jacobs was going to be there if I did it. So, uh, because I, but I also didn't anticipate uh, numbnuts, powder, keeping James Connor. So if, if I would have known that two days before keepers were submitted, I probably would have dumped uh Fuckface, what's his name? Uh, Chubb, because he would have kept Connor. B Lover went with C uh, with Cal- Alvin Kamara. Eddie Rock went with Ceh, and then Hefe kept um, Mixon. Or no, so that would that would have been the the whoever uh hefe was gonna draft that would have been the kicker for me it was not a kick not an actual kicker but that was my unknown was well i also didn't think james connor was kept so those were my two own two what is what is powder gonna do with number one overall and what's hefe gonna do and if josh jacobs was gonna that that was my that was my fucking gamble but woulda coulda shoulda woulda but uh we'll see how the season goes all right wide receivers we'll do top 10 there uh reverse order number 10 sammy watkins number nine julio jones number eight jameson crowder number seven juju six is nuke hopkins number five robbie anderson number four darius slayton number three adam thielen Number two, Calvin Ridley. And number one, you guessed it, T-Dogs keeper in the first round, Devonta Adams. (coughs) COVID. (coughs) The world's on fire. (coughs) Shit. Sorry, that was me swallowing my spit the wrong way. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. Oh, so speaking of wide receivers, my friend and yours uh, are our in-house uh, brown clown. There was a time and ch- there was a chance that he was going to start two Jets wide receivers, uh, two Jets, uh, Brashard Perriman and uh, Jamison Crowder. They were both in the starting lineup. And uh, he pulled Jamison Crowder out and put in and kill Harry into his flex. I noticed this. If he would have kept, <laughs> if he would have kept two Jets receivers in his lineup, or put and kill Harry in and, and pulled Brashad Perriman and left Jamison Crowder in, Chano would have beat Butters, and it would have it wouldn't have been close. There would have been no nail biter this uh, at the end of this week. We would be talking about Butters barely breaking a hundred and losing to Chano. Um, matter of fact, I think this is probably I'm gonna have to do. I would have to do some digging, but I'm per. I think I'm spot on when I say this. I think this is Chano's first week one loss since he's been in the FIB. Chano usually goes on a four or five game tear. And then goes on a he goes he starts he starts dropping. I would put money on it that 
Chano, this is his first week one loss in the FIB. I, 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 if anyone else listens to this, please tell me if you concur or if you have, uh, cause I'm not going to go back and look, I might if I'm bored, but, um, I got other shit to do, but I'm pretty sure this is Chano's first week one loss in his FIB history. Yuck. Sorry. But, uh, anywho, uh, like, let's go to the, uh, the other, what are you doing? Come on. No, no. Sorry. Why is that Mexican? Sorry. Sorry about that, guys. A little, I'm a little rusty, if you can't tell. A little rusty. Anyway, we're going to go to um, tight ends. We'll do top 10 tight ends. Top 10 tight ends in reverse order. Uh, Atkins for the Texans. Jonu Smith for Tennessee, uh, number eight. Because there's a tie with O.J. Howard for Tampa Bay at number eight. Um, Thomas, La- Lane Thomas? Something Thomas, tight end for the Washington football team. Uh, David Njoku, who is now on IR at number six. Uh, Number five, Travis Kelsey. Number six, TJ Hawkinson. Number three, Noah Fant. Number two, Dallas Goddard. And number one, Hodor's tight end, Mark Andrew. Mark Andrews. So good job there, guys. Um, not one of those tight ends was mine. <laughs> uh, all right, kickers. We'll just do top five kickers because nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> there are one, two, three, four, five kickers tied for first place at 12 points. Sly for Carolina. Matt Prater. Lambeau for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mason Crosby and... Dan Carlson for the Las Vegas Raiders are all tied for number one. And what do we got here? What do we got here? Uh, Oh, um, Michael Badgley at number six. Ryan Bullock, who shanked a a field goal and then said he was hurt afterwards, which I would have probably done as well. Harrison Butker and Robbie Gold. Uh, well, actually, that's uh, and Will Lutz and Dan Hopkins. Those are the ten-point club, and Michael Badgley is the the cream in between that sandwich at eleven. So lots of tens, elevens, and twelves this week. So see what happens. We'll see what happens, guys. Um, uh, defenses. I almost forgot about defenses. I, I promise I'm going to get better, guys. Uh, maybe not much better, but I promise I'm going to get better as the season goes on and I get back. And I'm in a new – I don't. Even, I haven't even named this. I, I'm sure you probably hear a bunch of ambient noise around me and all that stuff. But I've, in my garage, I feel like Wayne's, Wayne and Garth in uh, uh, public broadcast TV – Broadcasting from my basement or from my uh, garage. Defenses. We'll do top 10 in reverse order. The Bears. Patriots at 9. Colts at 8. 7. Steelers. 6. Chiefs. 5. Bills. 4. Chargers. 
Three, the football team. Legit says football team right there. Two, Saints. And number one is the Baltimore Ravens. So if there any of those are on your squad, you're probably doing all right. Probably doing all right. So I probably have uh, talked your guys' ear off for longer than you would have liked. Yep, we're at about an hour and 20 minutes almost. So um, I think I'm going to call it quits right now, guys. So, um, yes, if you guys have any any suggestions... Uh, positive, positive suggestions, I should say, um, to things you want to hear me talk about or anybody talk about. Um, like I said, we may have powder in here in the Casa de Tolman or whatever we're going to call the studio here in the garage. Um, I did that in here just so if somebody is going to record with me, we can social distance a little bit, especially if it's powder because I don't want to kill him or make him sick and I don't want him to get me sick and all that stuff. But if anybody comes here, we got space. Not, not sure where I was going with all that. But anyway, um, week two, week two uh, starts Thursday with our Thursday games. Uh, waiver, our first waiver wire, um, our waiver wire pickups will, should go through here in the next few hours. Um, as it will be September 16th when um, the first waivers go through. A couple of trades. I tried to trade with a couple of people this week, and they got rejected. Um, oh, well, I, I'm always trying to trade with somebody, and I always get rejected. Well, not always, but sometimes sometimes works out in my favor. So just a, just a note that you guys should remember that uh, trades are now vetoed by the commissioner because big boy rules. Nobody's... We're at a point right now. No one's going to tank their season. No one's no one's going to. Uh, it's if you look like you're dumping your team, it'll get stopped. If it looks like you're trying to stack another team going into the playoffs, it'll get stopped. If it looks like collusion, basically, it's going to get stopped because it'll be obvious. Myself and eleven other dudes will see it, and ultimately, every trade will come down to me and Ed saying, "Yeah, that that looks fine." And as commissioners, not player, not managers of this league, as commissioners. So, my, I mean, me being the commissioner and he being uh, my squire. <laughs> just kidding, Ed. Anyway, just so you guys keep keep that in mind. Keep that in mind that it won't go to a, a vote or anything. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take every trade, look at it, talk about it, and it'll go through. Because uh, we're adults and it is your right to run your fantasy football team as shitty as you want. I'm a firm believer of that. Firm believer. <sighs> it's hard. Not as hard as I am right now. But it is hard uh, making the right decisions to build a winning squad. So on that note, um, feeling a little feeling a little uh, wholesome and... Um, family oriented right now just my son's in college he's away my daughter works all the time my wife works all the time I'm basically in the house all the time now with COVID I'm working out of my garage and I am bored a lot I'm basically looking for a new job as I retire from my 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 current job I'll be retiring from and trying to get a real job so I'm feeling a little nostalgic, not nostalgic, but in my feels, and I'm, I just really want uh, this 
I'm going to play a family song. It's something that's wholesome to the family. So if you just put your kids and your wife, your loved ones, anybody that you feel close around, now's the time to just pause and get everyone together and just get together and just really listen to the words of this song and let them warm your heart and just set your mood right. And I thank I thank uh, Eddie Rock for putting out a little audio clip, uh, music clip today. It was I I could I could hear I, I I the beat was awesome. I liked it a lot, and I thought maybe it was my hearing or whatever. But I just it sounded a little, and I'm not shitting on it at all. It just sounded a little distorted, and I could not understand the majority of the lyrics that were coming through on that. I just I don't know. You're you're a very very good singer. I'm going to preface with that, but it also sounded like you had like gauze in your mouth while you were singing a lot of those words. I'm not, and like I said, I'm not shitting on it. I'm just saying that's what I got out of it, but it was also a clip sent through a messaging system. So I'm sure it sounds better when you play it on a computer or on a, however, if it's rendered a little better, I'm sure on a phone or a tablet, it's not going to sound the greatest. Just letting you know that, Ed, I know your product is good. Maybe maybe put it out on uh maybe put it out on a, a a preview cast or some shit I don't know your your Ed talks or something we got to get together man we got our voices need to be heard together or anybody's voices other than just mine alone because I'm just rambling now but anyway you probably got all your family together now just waiting to hear this wholesome song that feel good song. Um, the weather should be getting cooler here soon. So it's just good to just be around and just be around the ones you love and let them know how much you love them. And on that note, this has been a Tease Presents Fantasy Football, Fantasy Island Boys Fantasy Football Podcast, Season 7, Season Premiere, Week 1 in the books. Until next time, everybody love everybody. Seven days a week. Wet ass pussy. Make that pullout game weak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you fucking with some wet ass pussy. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy. Give me everything you got for this wet ass pussy. Beat it up, nigga. Catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this pussy right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top. I wanna ride. I do a giggle. Park that Big Mac truck right in this little garage. Make it cream, make me scream. I don't public, make a scene. I don't cook, I don't clean. But let me tell you, I got this ring. Gobble me, swallow me, drip down inside of me. Yeah. Jump out for you, let it get inside of me. I tell them where to put it, never tell them where I'm about to be. I run down on them before I have a nigga running me. Talk your shit, bite your lip. Ask for a call while you ride that dick. You really ain't never got him fucking for a thing. He already made his mind up before he came. Now get your boots, hang your coat. This wet ass pussy, he bought a phone just for pictures of this wet ass pussy. Pay my tuition just to kiss me on this wet ass pussy. Now make it rain if you wanna see some wet ass pussy. Look, I need a hard hit, I need a deep stroke, I need a handy drink, I need a weed smoke. Not a garden snake, I need a king cobra with a hook in it. Hopefully, lean over. He got some money, then that's where I'm headed. Pussy A1, just like his credit. He got a beard when I'm trying to wet it. I let him taste it, now he diabetic. I don't wanna spit, I wanna go, I wanna gag. 
I wanna choke. I want you to touch that little dangly thing that's swinging the back of my throat. My head game is fire, Punani the sunny is going and dry and it's coming outside. Yeah, I run yeah. on that thing, now the cuz behind me. I spit on his mic and I heat tryna sign me. Your honor, I'm a freak bitch, handcuffs, leashes. Switch my wig, make him feel like he's cheating. Put him on his knees, give him something to believe in. Never lost a fight, but I'm looking for a beat. In the food chain, I'm the one that eats you. If he ate my ass, he's a bottom feeder. Big D stand for big demeanor. I can make you bust before I ever meet you. If it don't hang, then he can't bang. You can't hurt my feelings, but I like pain. If he fuck me and ask who's is it when I ride the dick, I'ma spell my name. Ah. Yeah, you fucking with some wet ass pussy. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy. Give me everything you got for this wet ass pussy. Now from the top, make it drop. That's some wet ass pussy. Now get a bucket and a mop. That's some wet ass pussy. I'm talking wop, wop, wop. That's some wet ass pussy. Macaroni in a pot. That's some wet ass pussy. Huh.